How can you possibly eat well at social events? Can somebody please figure that out? Because it is the only thing that's holding me back. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. Social events. Eating with your friends and family, drinking alcohol with your friends and family, going on trips and birthday parties, all sorts of social events with people that you enjoy. They are fun. They are a part of our culture and they should never be deleted, but that doesn't mean they're not holding some of you, and even in the past, holding me back from reaching health and fitness, weight loss goals, whatever your goal might be. And you know what I hear when somebody, so actually what I did is I asked uh, clients, this has been several months ago, I asked clients, what is the thing that holds you back? Let me help you work on something. And uh, half of the comments were something else, but half of the comments were social events. Uh, How do I do well at birthday parties, different things like that, but it boiled down to social events. And actually, when I saw that comment, uh, the questions I heard was, I mean, this is what I translated it in my mind to was, how do I avoid temptations and how do I handle peer pressure? Because that's what it is. When you go to a social event, there's delicious temptations. For instance, if I'm at an event with my mom, she's really good at baking and I love some of her baked goods is some of my favorite food on earth. And so there's my temptations if I'm at a social event with her or a holiday with her. Uh, you know, peer pressure, like with friends, if, uh, you know, they want to go eat and, uh, somewhere that I don't want to go, well, there's peer pressure if uh, if they pressure me to do so. Or some of you have peer pressure to drink a certain amount of alcohol or have certain things when you are hanging out with this specific group. So that's what I hear. If you struggle with temptations, it's actually how do I avoid temptations and handle peer pressure? That's what it is. And uh, I just want you to know it's possible. There's a group of people out there, maybe a percentage are listening to this podcast right now that think that it's impossible to do well at the these events and really it's a choice. It comes down to a choice. Some people just decide that they never want to do well at these events and that's okay too. Everybody lives a life that they want to and some people don't want to prioritize health or they kind of prioritize it but they don't plug the leaks as I talked about one time. Plugging the leak means there is something that's holding you back. Sometimes it is these social events and and you refuse to plug it. But if you want to work on these, if it is the thing that holds you back, then I want to help you out. I have a list here that I made specifically for this episode that will help you have fun at your social events and still achieve your goals. Because that's what I do for me. I'm not a buzzkill. My friends, my family think I'm pretty cool. They've seen me uh, drink alcohol, eat treats, stuff like this. This is a part of my life, but I still make great progress. And I wouldn't let any of these events hold me back, but I want to give you my list. So it really starts before the event. So if you have a Saturday evening event, it actually starts before the event starts. So this, this is a list of things that I do. But you could make up your own list. Whatever helps you stay on track should be yours. It should be custom. But I want to hand you what I do. So schedule a workout for the day of the event. So I don't have to do this anymore. But back when I was first starting out, 
this helped a lot because I would work out hard, say the event was uh, Saturday night, I would work out hard Saturday morning and then I wouldn't want to eat too bad because I wouldn't want to affect my recovery from that workout. And I was like, well, I worked out today, I better start prioritizing protein and water and then I would just for the rest of the day. So scheduling a workout can kind of set the tone so it's a mental thing too. So you do your workout, you're like, hey, you know, I'm first today. I'm gonna go have fun at this event event tonight, but I'm first. I prioritize me. Second thing uh, to do beforehand, this is this this is beforehand. Listen to a motivational speech on YouTube. So if you're doing your workout, you can listen to that during your workout. Or uh, you can just put your earbuds while you're cleaning the house, listen to a motivational speech. It could be like, you know, a motiv- motivational speech for weight loss. It could be a motivational speech for for life. It could be anything, something that really gets you pumped up and makes you think about life in a different way and that you don't have to respond to it, that that you are in control of certain things and that the the world, what the world says you have to do, you don't have to. Okay. The third thing that you need to do beforehand is do not pregame. Pregame means you have a social event in the evening and so you decide to eat donuts in the morning. You have half a dozen donuts. Oh, well, I guess I'll have a burger for lunch. Keep in mind, the event doesn't start until supper time. That doesn't make any sense. Eating those donuts before your event doesn't make the event any better. Most people won't even know you had those donuts, so why did you eat them? Well, it's this mindset of, well, because I know I'm going to eat more and do bad tonight nutritionally, I might as well have donuts right now. Might as well make it a full day of screwing it up. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. What I do and what I want you guys to do is to have small meals beforehand centered around protein. So for instance, if in this same example of a supper uh, where you're going to be off track at a social event, I would have like scrambled egg whites or just a protein bar. Or another idea is coffee with whey protein in it, and that's all you have for breakfast. That's it. Just one of those protein options. Then for lunch, I might have like uh, turkey and a piece of fruit, chicken and a piece of fruit. Something like that, that's all I'll have. Very limited calories. And then by the time I get to the event, then I I kind of turn into a normal person, so to speak, whatever normal is. And then I'll have bigger portions. I might have some drinks if it's an event like that. Stuff like that. So don't pregame. It doesn't make sense. Uh, That was number three. Number four is get a good amount of steps in before the event. So that can kind of, that's a mental thing. It can set the tone. Uh, it can it can help you burn those extra calories beforehand, and uh, and bring your metabolism up. Kind of keep your momentum because a common thing that people do, like if you have a, a social event in the evening, is they just kind of they don't do any of their great habits. They skip their workouts. They skip the protein. They skip their steps, and and then they'll they'll message their coach that says like, "Well, I had that big event," and I'm like, "Yeah, but wasn't that in the evening?" What's wrong with getting up at 7 a.m. And, and, and going outside and walking for two, three, four miles, you know, whatever, getting a ton of steps and really setting setting the tone for the day. So that really matters. That's kind of related to like a workout. It sets the tone mentally. And number five, the last one that you kind of want to do is make sure that you eat protein beforehand. I kind of covered that before. Uh, in my pregame example, but you do want to have protein. Why do you want to have protein before the event? It helps fill you up. 
Protein is a very satisfying food. Satiating is what that is called. And so you don't want to go into an event starving. So even though I had, I, I said have small meals, notice I said fruit and protein. And my morning was like scrambled egg whites. Those are filling foods. Those are filling foods so that you don't show up super hungry. Okay, so those are the five that you need to do beforehand. So if you're screwing up on those five, you're kind of already setting yourself up for failure, maybe. And then I have a short list of what to do during the social event. So this is what everybody wants to know. And uh, we'll go through this. How many do I have? One, two, three, four, five talking points here. So if it's an alcohol-related event or if it's sugary drink event, whatever, they have, uh, they have punch, you want to sip on alcohol or those drinks slowly. So if you're the person that just drinks fast, like you have you have a beer in your hand and you just crush it, well, you're going to end up drinking way more if you just kind of sipped, enjoyed your conversation in between hand, another little tiny sip, and that's what I try to do. I try to have these little tiny sips and really try to slow down, really try to make it so that I'm holding this alcoholic drink for longer than just crushing it. Because if you crush it, you're, you, you have to fill your hand. Can anybody relate? If you're at an event like like that, you want something in your hand. And so then you go buy another drink or you go get another one out of the cooler. So sip on these drinks slowly. Stay away. Number two, this is during, okay? We're at the event. So number one was sip on alcohol or those sugary drinks very slowly. Number two is stay away from the snack table or the food area, okay? So... If there's hors d'oeuvres at your party and, and you're, you're drinking alcohol or something, don't drink alcohol also next to the hors d'oeuvres. You're just doubling up. You're going to be drinking your alcohol and then you're going to be crunching on, well, you know, whatever's right next to you. Okay, get away. Go, go socialize somewhere away from the food. Make it harder. Make it inconvenient. Like it is inconvenient to keep having to walk across the yard or whatever to go grab another... Uh, another cookie or something like that. Or, or, you know, stay away from a food area, you know, like uh, like church, for instance. Don't sit at the table that happens to also have the cupcakes, <laughs> you know, at holidays. Don't sit right next to your favorite treats. Get away from them. Get away. Don't, don't converse around them. Don't hang out around them. You're going to eat more of them. Get the heck away. You know what I do sometimes, like if it if it's like a grill out, like it, it might be kind of nice to just go inside because the food will be outside. Or if it's if it's a summer event or the weather is beautiful and all the food's inside, go hang out outside. Do the opposite of where the food is at. And I guarantee you'll eat less than, than heck, most of the people there. Number three is like at a restaurant, I want you guys to order protein-centered meals. And it's for the same reason as for the prep examples that I gave you. You want to have protein because it's filling. You want to have protein because it's harder to overeat than carbs and fats. Okay? So yes, I want you to order a steak versus order a pasta. Pasta is easy to overeat. Pizza is easy to overeat. I want you to order that grilled chicken. Okay? I want you to order something that is very much centered around a protein source. Okay, so I hope that one helps. Number four is bring something lower calorie or like a fruit, uh, fruit platter to a party. And let me tell you, if you nobody cares that you're bringing a low calorie thing or a fruit thing. Okay, fruit platters always get eaten by people that want to be healthy or not because they're good. Uh, if you bring a lower calorie option that looks tasty, 
it won't be, you won't be the only person eating it. Yes, if you bring something that tastes like garbage, yeah, nobody's going to gravitate towards it, towards it or eat your thing. But be the person that brings something like that, that helps others stay on track and it helps you so that like you can look like you're munching on stuff, but really it's, it's something calculated that you brought. So bring those type of things. Uh, and then number five and the last one that you want to do during is I want to help you handle peer pressure. I just want to give you some quick quotes that I've used in the past. So like if it's like, hey, uh, I made cookies, don't you want one? Or like someone will bring me one, like here's a scotcheroo, bring me one. And I'll be like, yeah, actually, I will in a minute. I will in a minute. Uh, I'll grab one here in a minute. That's what I like to say. And they're like, oh, okay, well, he's not saying no. He's going to go do it in a second. He must not want one right now. Uh, and sometimes you have to use stronger ones, you know, like uh, I just ate, I just ate my supper. I'm super full. I, I know I'm serious. I couldn't fit another bite without puking. I'm serious. I, I'm so full. I think I'll have one later. See, I've used that before. Or, you know, I'm comfortable with saying like, hey, I'm kind of bloated today. Some people might not be comfortable with saying that, but I'm okay. Like, yeah, I've just been feeling kind of bloated in my stomach. It's kind of bothering me a little bit. So, and then like, you know, I might throw a question like, do you ever get like that? And they're like, oh yeah, sometimes. So there, now you can kind of relate. Uh, and a- another little white lie that I use. So some of these are kind of white lies, uh, but I think it supports your health. So I think they're okay. Uh, is I'll say something like, I just had one and it was delicious. <laughs> so somebody wants me to have that scotch room. Like I did. Yeah, it was really good. Really? Did you like the chocolate on it? Yeah, very chocolatey. It was. <laughs> and so that helps me, you know, saying those quotes will help me limit those, you know, uh, and there's nothing wrong with having one, but like, we don't want to binge on these, on these items. We don't want to overdo it and screw up our, our progress. So some of these little quotes will help with the peer pressure. Uh, and then the last one I talked about is trying to change the subject. You know, you could say like, hey, go grab a scotcheroo. And then they start to pressure you more and more and more about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to head over over that way in a second. But uh, hey, you said you changed jobs. Oh, yeah, I changed jobs. You know, did you see that now? Now there's no pressure. And now you're talking about something way more meaningful. So sometimes people just need to chat. You know what I mean? That they, sometimes people don't know what to say. And so they, wanna, they want it to be a comfortable experience. You know, social events are fun, but sometimes it's hard to get like a conversation started or break the ice. And so food and drink helps break the ice. And so that's what people are used to doing. It's just our culture. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can kind of break that pattern by being uh, better at conversations, you know, flip, flipping the script on them, uh, changing the subject. And, uh, and that stuff works really well. Okay. Now the last thing I want to talk about is another little short list I made about after the event. So this is something that so many people miss. It's like, how do I do well at the event? Well, you want to do good beforehand and you can go through my list of during of what you want to do during, but after matters just as much. So I'm going to give you an example of people that I worked with that they're like, hey, I have this really big event. It's probably not going to go very well nutritionally on Saturday evening. Okay. And so it doesn't, it doesn't go very well. They eat a lot and I'm like, okay, okay. And when they check in with me on Monday, I'm like, yeah, but what happened on Sunday? I thought you said your event was Saturday because their food log, their, their food entries don't look that good on Sunday either. And that was the day after the event. And I was like, was it a two-day event? No, uh, no, we were home Sunday, but uh, uh, we just uh, were kind of laying around munching on stuff. And then we just decided to go get a burger and a shake. And, and so it's after as well. 
So what happens is if we do bad at certain events, you have these cravings the next day. You have this all or nothing mindset like, well, because my Saturday was so terrible, let's continue on Sunday and just get back on track on Monday. That makes sense. No, get back on track with the very next meal. And I promise you, if you overdid it on Saturday, but then you get perfectly on track, you'd be surprised what your Monday morning weigh-in is if you do well on that Sunday. You'd be surprised with getting back on track with your nutrition and increasing your water on that Sunday, what it'll do to the Monday weigh-in. Too often I see people go buck wild on a Saturday and it, and it partially affects their Sunday. Don't let that happen to you. Cut it off. If the event is over, you don't need to continue it. It's over. Get back on track. So, so that one uh, should make a lot of sense. And that's it, guys. You could make this list longer. There's so many other creative things that you could do. Like, hey, Spencer, like at events, if I like am overdoing it on cookies, I slap myself in the face, <laughs> you know, or they have those rubber bands on their wrist and they snap themselves if they're overdoing it. You know, you could come up with anything. This is just my realistic list for for busy professionals or people that want results but still want to socialize a little bit, okay? And that's it. It takes a little bit of mental toughness. It takes practice. Uh, It takes sticking with it. Because, you know, like some of you have heard me say before, my certifications and some of my education, some of the test questions, some of the material was related to mental toughness. The certification I had for to become a nutritionist, a certified nutritionist, had a an entire topic, an entire subject matter on mental toughness with your clients. And so that's what it is. I, I gave you this list. You could listen to this episode again, write it down, and you have the list that will help you be much more successful at these social events, but also you have to do it. There has to be action. You can't implement zero things on this list Go and eat whatever you want at a social event and then claim that you fail all the time at these social events and that nobody is saving you. No, no, no. Don't play victim. It is your choice. There's nothing wrong with if you want to overdo it, eat a bunch, drink a bunch. There's nothing wrong with that. You're human. Unless it is the thing that holds you back and you are trying to get results and you're kind of bummed out that you're not getting results or you're bummed out that the scale continues to go the wrong way for you. Then you would have to write down this list and take action and practice. You won't be good at it overnight. Okay, I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.